Well, Will, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to finally meet you in person. You as well. Oh my goodness, I feel like I've heard so much about you. And I've read so much about your bio too. You are oh. quite inspiring. Thank you. I, uh, that's really awesome to hear actually. I mean, you, first of all, you look amazing. Thank you, it's still a work in process. You know, fitness is a journey that lasts your whole life, so. Um, but from where I went to now, I couldn't be happier. So let's talk about that, Will. You know, I know you shared with me a little bit of story of how you got to this place of us sitting down. Could you go back in time and tell us about pre-Will, post-Will on the show? Sure. Give us a little idea of how you came to be on the show. So, I mean, my story is kind of different. Um, I was overweight uh, off and on in my life. But there was a period that I was like very fit and then I fell in love. And what happens when you fall in love, you kind of forget yourself and you let yourself go. And I like to call it like, um, I gained love weight. So Aww. I gained like 60 pounds during a really intense relationship. He didn't gain any weight, I did. And at the end of the relationship, he wasn't satisfied with how I looked anymore. And so he left me because of that weight. I was like really torn. Um, and I kind of found myself in depression and then I gained more weight because of the depression. And I saw um, a posting about changing your, your life in a very drastic way. And ironically, my neighbor was the casting director for Revenge Body. And I remember one night I went out with some friends just to kind of get my mind off of things. She drank too much, which I shouldn't have been doing. But <laughs> it kind of worked in my favor because when I was coming home, I was crying just over my situation and I was just feeling that way. And my neighbor saw me and she was like, what's wrong with you? And I just poured my soul to her. And she's like, I know this show, you're perfect for it. And in that state of mind, I just said yes, not realizing what I did. The next day, I get a call from producers. They're like, hi, is your name Will Antiferos? Would you like to come in? I come in, forgetting that conversation, and I got cast that day, and it was the best thing that ever happened to my life. Wow, amazing. So let's talk about numbers, because you know a lot of times people talk about weight. They're not comfortable with talking about how much they lost, and you gave me some numbers. So pre-Will, I guess, in love Will, who gained all this weight, how big was this Will? So on the scale, 270 pounds, wow. which is quite large. But that number is really interesting because I think the average person always goes to what the scale says. Mm -hmm. Body composition, mm -hmm. I was 46% fat. Wow. That's almost half of my body was entirely fat. Wow, that's And incredible. that was really, um, when I got on the show, I was paired with a nutritionist, mm -hmm. Dr. Golia, who tested my measurements. And I didn't really realize what that 270 translated into, mm -hmm. but knowing that my, almost half of my body was fat repulsed me. Right. And um, that was kind of a driving for, force for me. My mother's a nurse, so health has always been an issue. Mm -hmm. And um, she's pre-diabetic, and so I, I know that I potentially could be. Mm -hmm. And so that, that scale number isn't really anything when you really look at body composition. Mm. So when I looked at that and knew that almost half of my body was fat, that drove me to do something about it. Wow, that's incredible. So you were so sad. I mean, you had just gotten out of this, this long-term relationship yes. and you're crushed and you get cast on this show. I mean, how was that experience for you? A lot of people wonder how much is real 
what's going through your mind? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, it's weird. I've always been um, kind of tied to TV in some way. My life has just carried me. I was in another reality show when I was a really? kid. Yeah, I was on my Super Sweet 16, <laughs> which was so bizarre. Um, and then I just found myself kind of always in TV, behind camera, in front of camera. Mm -hmm. So I knew my life would end up somewhere. But as far as reality is concerned, I would say 90% of my story was real. I would say for camera purposes, some things weren't. Like the opening scene, there's a full buffet in my living room. I would never eat a whole cake. I would never eat a whole <laughs> family dinner for five. That obviously was a little scripted. Sure. But my real problems, my journey, my relationship with my trainer, my relationship with my nutritionist, my relationship that I got out of, everything was real. Wow. Um, and the work was real. That's another thing I think people don't realize when you go on a weight loss show, they think, oh, well, you know, the producers are helping mm -hmm. the diet and they're maybe giving you something additive to help the weight loss or pills or whatever. Couldn't be farther from the, the truth. I would get up every morning at five in the morning. I was responsible for coming to the gym. It was me who got the weights and did the treadmill. And after I left the gym, it was my responsibility to eat correctly. Mm. Nobody was around when I would eat. So, and you know, I could cheat, mm -hmm. but I had a goal. And that was what drove me to finish this journey. So some people will, will say, well, of course, that's easier said than done, Will. I mean, you're in a situation where you have the best trainer, the best dietitian, <laughs> right? And all your, your whole job every day now is just to get yourself into good shape, right? Looking back, um, thinking about how you got to the situation that you were at your heavy point of 270, right? Um, could you have done this yourself? Was it realistic? I think, honestly, no, I don't think I could have done it by myself. Okay. I think everybody's different, and I think I was in such a rut that I needed help. And I think a lot of people need help, and I just so happened to be kind of forced help through the show. Mm -hmm. But let's say I did, I wanted to eventually lose weight and I didn't have the show. Mm -hmm. I knew that I would seek help my own way. So I would get a nutritionist, I would get a trainer, but I, it wouldn't be through a show. So sure. I don't think I could have done it solely on my own because I wasn't educated. I didn't know what to eat. I didn't know how to train correctly. So um, I was blessed that I got this team because they are the best of the best. But if I were on my own, I would still try to seek help to correct that issue. So I love that you said that because I think it's, I love your honesty that it isn't easy to do and it's something you couldn't do yourself. I mean, let's talk about the correlation of habits. You know, we talked a little bit about this before the cameras turned on, about the importance of eating right and being mm -hmm. careful. So even now, I mean, obviously you're so much smaller than from your 270 and in many respects people will say, well, he doesn't really have a need to diet anymore. But how do you how do you live now? How do you maintain? It's interesting because there's a lot of pressure I feel because so many people saw my journey and a lot of people have been inspired by my story or rely on me to motivate them. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to do that, but at the same time it's like I don't now that the cameras are off and the show has ended, I'm somewhat on my own now. I know the tools, I know what to do, I still have gunner anytime I want, still have Golia, but I tried to respect that one day I won't have them mm -hmm. and one day it will entirely be up to me to maintain and or further my fitness journey. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's important to learn as much as you can and then apply that to your life and make sure that you don't go off track again. So what does your typical day look now? I mean, you used to get up at 5 a.m., 
hit the gym, all this. What does your day look like now? So on the show, I had to quit my job because I the training was so rigorous that I had like you know I had to be at the gym at five. I had to come back again sometimes twice a day. So now I have to work. So <laughs> I try to get up early. I try to get an hour of cardio in before I go to work. After I get off work, I have a, a partner who's very into uh, fitness. So I train with him. I do weightlifting with him after work. And I'm really, really conscious about what I eat, more so than I ever have in my life. Um, I know what to do and not what not to do. So every day I kind of look at what my spread is for the day. By the way, I work in TV and there's a lot of crafty around. So I'm always tempted by food and that's the biggest thing. Yeah, the food's there and it's free, but it's up to me to put it in my mouth. And if I gain weight, I can't blame anybody but myself. Okay, so most people have to do it the old-fashioned way, right? Like you talked about, get help and really do it each and every day. You talked a little bit about craft services, right? So you talked about how you are in control of what you put in your mouth, which I really, I really, really admire because I used to work in television. I remember it was just like, like so much food and it was mostly carbs, mm -hmm. right? And do you, do you prepare your food ahead of time before you go to the show or do you actually eat craft services like everybody else? Um, it depends. Like, if I'm aware of what we're going to have, if it's a little healthier, I'll kind of just go with it. Because who doesn't like free food, right. you know? Um, but if I know that catering is going to not be good or there's too much rice involved or I can't pick the protein out of the vegetables, I'll just prepare my own stuff. And I know in my head, like, free food, free food. But in the long run, after a week of shooting, I'd rather feel good about my body than having free food. Good. So good. I prepare. That's good. So that's, I, I really appreciate that because it's a lot like most things in life, right? It's that preparation and it's, it's, it's what I found very interesting through this journey talking to you too is you think about it, the food quantity when you're eating it doesn't seem like that much, right? But while you pile it in and eat it, all of a sudden you look back and you've gained weight, right? right? And it's so interesting because it's a small amount that can have a big impact for you long term. So now, do you eat still as much or you eat less? It depends on training, but this is the way I look at it because I got fat once, right? So something that I was doing got me to get fat and here's what it is. Food is a comfort and I would say food is a comfort for I would 90% of people. Yes, agree. And when you're eating, you almost forget. You, your worries kind of melt away and your day melts away and you're focusing on how good that macaroni and cheese tasted or that pizza or whatever. And you don't really think about what you're eating until maybe after the fact. And by that time, it's too late. It's already there, you know? So the way I look at food now is I always want to enjoy it. That food should always be enjoyable, but I need to balance healthy food and make that enjoyable versus a larger portion. It's all kind of like a mathematical equation. Um, so how I kind of do that is I, I naturally kind of already was gifted as a good cook. I mean, I was, I got fat for a reason. <laughs> I know how to cook, but I had to learn and reprogram my brain and say, okay, I love carbs. What's a substitute for bread? So now I make bread out of almond flour and each piece is like two grams of carbs compared to 50 or 60. And those concessions that I made, I'm still eating what I want, but in an alternative, healthier way. And it's tasty to you. What's that? And it's still very tasty for you. Oh, girl, I'm a good cook. Like, yes, it tastes very good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, you know, I always feel like everything in your life 
it's just not a one-time thing. Like you learn how to get healthy, you learn how to get fit, but it also impacts other aspects of your life, right? Like you become more present and mindful of other things. So how has this weight loss journey impacted other parts of your life? I think the biggest thing is mentally, and that was kind of something that I didn't expect. I always uh, thought that I was pretty mentally sharp and you know, focused. When I started losing like the first 10 to 15 pounds, I'm not kidding you, I feel like colors got brighter, my skin was getting clearer, like other things were happening, and then I got more focused. I will, when you are proud of how you look, it, it's weird. I only can explain it as that you wanna do other things, you're more confident, you're more focused, you enter a room and you kinda command that presence of yourself where before it would have been like, I'm a very loud, open person. However, I feel like that amplified as I got a little bit more in shape, uh, but in a good way, in an edited way that I was more assertive and I knew what I wanted. And um, I even got kinder. I got more gentle and I was more concerned of other people's feelings. And um, because, you know, when you're overweight, I think a lot of people who are overweight are just unhappy because of their themselves and what happens when you're unhappy Mm -hmm. that energy is going to reflect to everyone and everywhere you go Mm -hmm. and when I was happy with myself I could listen to somebody else and I could be more in tune with somebody else and it was amazing just getting my body right what that did to my mind and even my soul I would say that's amazing I love to hear that I completely agree if you look at it also if you look at some of the images you see on Google you see CEOs from when they first started their business to being like on top of the world right like Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg the transformation is not only becoming extremely great CEOs and leaders but physically they look so much different right they started off just looking like in some respects geeky and then right geeky and then later on I mean um, they look so fit, right? They're, 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 so I think there definitely is a correlation between how you feel, your fitness level, and getting to becoming more successful. Absolutely. Right? It's a, it's a mindset. And the clarity, it sounds like, well, what you've said. I'd even say that I was um, a young producer, so I, wasn't, I was trying to get my foot in the door, and I was trying to do so many different things in TV, which is already hard as it is. But that confidence that you bring to the room, whether you go to an interview or you're trying to prove your executive producer, your skill set, mm-hmm. it improved because people look at you in a different way. They respect you a little bit more, which I also found very interesting. Right. When you're overweight, it's weird. A lot of people don't respect you as much. And then you get fit and they're like, they respect you. They want to talk to you more. It's You bizarre. got smarter and more popular. No, really. And then my finances grew because of it. It's all like a chain reaction. It's, and it's all for the best. There's not one negative thing I can say that happens when you take control of your fitness and your body. Not one. And you said that that also helped your finances, which is something I really want to talk about. You know, being a financial advisor, this is my world. Yeah. So, you know, oftentimes I say when you're investing, people always say, well, Winnie, you work with really, really wealthy clients. I said, well, they didn't start off being mm-hmm. really, really wealthy. They had, if I can put it in a way, they had wealthy habits. They started planning early. They made this a priority and they really devoted the time over 10, 20, 30, 40 years to get to where they are. So you talked about you becoming more fit, more mindful, smarter, clear, everything, nicer even, Mm -hmm. and how that affected your finances. You said when you walked in the room, people respected you more, which I can understand because when they see someone fit, they think someone more disciplined, right? Right. Who maybe translates to someone smarter. 
could be. I don't know. But so how did that affect your finances in a positive way? Well, I think when I was a little bit overweight, um, well, let's say I went for a job interview for a producing role. I think somebody who was fitter than I was probably got the job if we had the same qualities. And I, you're right, it's an aesthetic, like they look and they say, the okay, TV they take- especially, right? Especially, especially because if I'm working with talent, mm -hmm. talent is receptive to people who look like they know what they're doing, are confident, and it all comes back to confidence. Mm -hmm. You can be 300 pounds and exude the same confidence that somebody who's 170 does. But for me personally, that confidence comes from my body and I need to be fit in order to be confident. It's different for everybody. But I will say, when I got in shape, or started working on myself, people noticed that and they could feel that energy from me. Mm -hmm. So I would get the bigger jobs that when I went for previously, I wouldn't get because I'm giving and exuding that confidence to my employer. They can feel that and they want to employ that person. Yes. Now on the flip side, I'm also getting income because now I'm a fitness spokesperson of sorts. Yes. So these companies, brands, right, right, exactly. These companies are like noticing that I have other people who want to get into their fitness journey, but don't know how. Mm -hmm. And this company has the products who can do that, but they don't have somebody to represent that product. You're a spokesperson. And I'm a spokesperson for a lot of different companies right now, which never would have ever thought of my wildest dreams. I'd be somebody people look up to for fitness. And mind you, I'm not like a six-pack guy yet. I'm still on my journey, and I think that's what makes me relatable. You're relatable. People can talk to you, and is, you're a really nice guy. Thank you, thank you. Um, I think that relatability is really important because people who are starting their fitness journey are people who aren't have no idea or direction to go and maybe aren't as fit as they should be or don't know what to do, and I'm that good medium that's like, I didn't know what I was doing either, and now I sort of do, let me help you. And so a lot of people, I get messages all over the world, and I respond to every single one, Aww. because I think everybody deserves at least that one tip, and I get, my one tip actually is drink more water. Oh, it's, I love that, drink more, well we can all do that. No, it's care. the easiest thing. And that's what I'm gonna say, I mean, I mean, Will, you were fan favorite on Revenge Body with oh, Khloe Kardashian. <laughs> it's not a small thing. You know, everybody loses weight, but to be fan favorite, that means you are, in many ways, universally loved, which we can tell, because you're just a very generous, kind soul. Oh, thank you. Um, but I think everybody wants to know, how was it working with the likes of Khloe Kardashian? I love Khloe. I was really intimidated. If you watch my episode, like I went in and I was shaking, I was so scared, which is really bizarre for me, because I'm such a people person. But I think it was two things that made me nervous. A, she's gorgeous and beautiful, and I knew she was here to change my life. And that was the first day my life was gonna be changed. And um, she was encouraging in the right ways. Um, I would say she was a role model in this journey, which is surprising, because I know the Kardashians have this interesting stigma attached to them. Mm -hmm. But she was a real, genuine person, and um, she changed my life, her show, herself, her team, they changed my life and I am forever grateful. Yeah, just for that, that's enough. You know, that's that's amazing. Well, yeah. And the great thing is you're changing other people's lives. The fact that people know that they can contact you and you're gonna answer each and every one, I love that. I do the same on Twitter. I think if someone's gonna take the effort to reach out to me, yeah. you know, people always ask, well, how do you manage so many hundreds and thousands of followers? And I said, because every single person is a person. Every tweet is written by a person. Mm -hmm. So if they're willing to take the time to reach out, then they deserve an answer. And a response takes five seconds. And it could be an emoji. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's literally 
no excuse not to do it. And who am I? You know, I'm not some famous person. Well, it's, even if you were famous. And if I was, I'd even hire a team to help me respond. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you must enjoy it, though. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I always, there's uh, this interesting thing about balancing, like, behind the camera versus in front. I feel at home in front of camera. And there's also the, a stigma attached to, like, oh, you're fame hungry or whatever you want on the show. I went on the show to change my life, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. The positive things that I gain from it afterward obviously are a bonus and who would turn that down right but I think my biggest message um, about being on a weight loss show is that I think some people do get on these shows to amp their fame or get notoriety but for the rest of us we truly just went on to change our lives mm -hmm. and that's I think what made me fan favorite is that I was true to myself my personality my struggles my story and there just were cameras around. That was the only thing that changed that. I think people also love you because you have a real strong sense of gratitude to you. Oh, well, thank you. There, see, I'm exuding that gratitude. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Now, I want you to give us, if you can, maybe three tips. You gave us one, which is to drink more water. So someone listening that is like, well, I just want to. I just don't know even where to start. What, like, maybe, maybe your top three tips that you might give them. I love this question because I have it already loaded. Okay. The number one, by far, is you have to want it. You have to tell yourself that you want this enough and that you're going to get up and do it. That is number one. You have to start there. Okay. Number two is the water. That was surprising. Drink a gallon a day minimum. And let's say you don't really change your diet. You're just starting your little baby steps that will make a big impact in like a week to two weeks. You will notice a drop in weight. The third is food. It's all about your food. You have to kind of cut corners and look at what you're eating and say to yourself, is this truly healthy? And most of the time, you know when it's bad. So those are my top three, is you gotta tell yourself you wanna do it, you gotta drink more water, and you have to look at your food. Everything else will kind of fall into place. Your training, obviously, you got to seek help and get education on how to do that. Mm -hmm. But it's really those three basic things. I love that. Thank you, Will. That's super helpful, and I know all of us can definitely implement those three. They're not. They're, they're not hard. They're not hard, but they are hard. I mean, you just have to mindset. Yeah. Right? I love that. The same goes for pretty much all major challenges in your life, whether a business owner, whether a parent, whatever stage you are. If you just make a decision to do it, you can do it. And that's it. I truly, truly loved meeting you. As well. And Thank your you. Story. Thank you so much, Will, for being here. Thank you. This is so fun.